We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So NFL Players Association Executive Director D. Maurice Smith issued a statement as the weekend began, which took direct aim at NFL ownership, Sarah. Yeah, and it all centered around the league's continued hesitancy to award players like Lamar Jackson fully guaranteed contracts. But Smith's statement was met with its fair share of backlash and the Ravens flock. Yeah, it made sure its voices were heard. I'm Bobby Trossett alongside my co-host, Sarah Ellison. It's Monday, March 20th, and this is your morning Ravens update from Inside the Vault. Well, the Ravens hosted a potential new starting cornerback for a visit, also signed another one of their own players, and is still being strongly linked to Odell Beckham Jr. Plus, Lamar Jackson set to speak publicly for the first time since December of last year. Here's the kicker, though. It's coming in the form of an exclusive interview with himself. More on that just ahead. Yeah, we have all of that and more coming up. Thank you for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news in about 15 minutes. Bobby, NFLPA Executive Director DeMaurice Smith drew the ire of Ravens Nation over the weekend after he released a statement blasting NFL ownership for its refusal to lean into fully guaranteed contracts. Yeah, Sarah, in his statement that can be read in full on the NFLPA's official website, Smith writes, quote, the fact of the matter is that NFL owners hate fully guaranteed contracts because they're better for the players than they are for the owners. As such, these contracts shift control to the player, allow them to benefit the most from the arrangement, and limit the control of the owner and the team, close quote. And Bobby, I also wanted to specifically address Smith's section in which he obviously mentions Lamar Jackson by name. And in that part, he writes, quote, why have the Baltimore Ravens and other teams publicly, at least initially, made such a point to say they are not going to compensate Lamar Jackson with a fully guaranteed contract like Cousins or Watson? Let's be clear. In my nearly 15-year career as executive director, I have never witnessed teams being so quick to publicly announce their lack of interest in an MVP quarterback who is in his prime and who is also going to get an injury guarantee regardless of his contract, close quote. 
So, Bobby, a major theme of his statement is calling out collusion, in which he states that owners have colluded in the past and might do it again, as they are potentially doing right now when it comes to highly sought-after players. Again, that's a close, that's a quote. So I don't know that I'm fully bought into the collusion argument. I think that all these owners can have different have the same conclusion without concluding. But here's the thing. Let's let's take his argument. Let's say, okay, there is collusion. But if that's his argument, then why then has his office taken a key role in advising Lamar to dig his heels in and not accept anything less than a fully guaranteed contract from Baltimore? Because if they're all going to co- collude, why tell Lamar to do that and hurt his own ability to get paid? And I'll take it a step further and ask, why wasn't this agenda driven before Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson signed their non-fully guaranteed contracts, right? Like, will he do that with Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, and Jalen Hurts? Like, Lamar finds himself stuck in the middle of a battle for power, and it's hard not to believe that the NFLPA is a central reason as to why not one team, not one team league-wide, has drawn up an offer sheet for Lamar since the negotiating window opened. And Bobby, just as we mentioned at the top, there was widespread reaction from within the Ravens fan base to Smith's statement. I mean, there are hundreds upon hundreds. And here's just one, Ravens fan Scott Jordan. He tweeted at Smith, quote, stop advising him to wait for your best deal that may not come. Let him do what's best for his family. He is not your pawn. We all know I don't really like that word for Lamar. I explained that last week, but we'll move on. And he, and Jordan goes on to say, you advised him to turn down the second most guaranteed money in NFL history. So your agenda can be met. It's because of you that he has zero offers. Close quote from Jordan. Yeah. Like you said, just one of many, many angry quote tweets. And here's another one from pro football hall of fame voter and author Jason Cole. He tweeted quote, Interesting message from a guy who, in caps, agreed to two 10-year deals that allowed this system to exist. Also the same guy who failed for 15 years to create leverage to change the system, close quote. Sarah, I mean, this is the tweet for me. This is the one that resonated with me the most, and I know others feel similarly. We've both seen the tweets. We've both seen the widespread reaction. Lamar now finds himself on a one-man island. He's the middleman. And I'd imagine the weight of the NFLPA world is on his shoulders as Smith and his group and his office continue to advise him away from signing the contract the Ravens offered him back in September, which as we know now, given the figures from last week, would have been the second richest deal in NFL history behind Deshaun Watson's. All right, still to come here on The Vault, the Ravens hosted a potential new starting cornerback and free agent wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. responded to recent reports that claim that he's looking for $20 million per season. Stay tuned. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, Sarah, the Ravens have been awfully quiet so far in free agency, obviously, strategically trying to leave cap space available just in case they need to match a potential offer that were to come in for Lamar Jackson. Now, that said, over the weekend, they did have a couple smaller things brewing, so catch us up to speed. Yeah, so I think the most significant from over the weekend is the update that Baltimore had cornerback Rocky Sin in for a visit. Uh, corner is probably the second biggest need on the roster behind receiver. I mean, assuming that Lamar returns as quarterback, of course. And if Eric DaCosta were to ink Yassin, He'd step in as the starter on the outside opposite of Marlon Humphrey. Well, shout out Jerry Sandusky, Ravens radio voice, because I'm looking forward to hearing the way he pronounces that, because that's a gamer name right there, Sarah. So anyway, that's about all I know about him, to be honest with you. So can you give us a scouting report? Yeah, all right. The scouting report on Rockyson. Uh, he was a 2019 number 34 overall draft pick, and that was by the Indianapolis Colts. And he was later traded to the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, it was a straight-up trade for Yannick Ngakwe, as we know. He's also a former Raven, of course. And Yassin, he's only 26 years old, so he's heading into his prime years, and he's developed a reputation for being physical with press man traits. Hello, does that sound like Baltimore's defense? He's six foot. He's got a 190-pound frame, and he's definitely an outside corner, Bobby. 88% of his career snaps have been out there. So definitely something that is needed in Baltimore. Now, last season in Vegas, he had seven pass breakups and only allowed one touchdown completion. He also allowed an 81.7 passer rating when targeted. That ranks exactly as 21st out of 64 starting corners. So uh, above average there. And that was all those numbers. That was while he was playing nearly every down. He's a nearly every down player that came before a knee injury in week three. 13. So he did wind up on injured reserve, but prior to that, he's really only had a handful of missed games due to injury throughout his previous three seasons. Nothing that's like taken him out as long as, as he was taken out last year due to injury. So on paper, at least as long as he's healthy, he appears to be a pretty solid number two. He's not blowing the world up, but certainly a solid number two. But as always, Bobby, we'll see what happens because it all comes down to price. And then we'll have to go from there. Yeah, and Sarah, if the Ravens were to sign him, he'd be the team's first free agent signing 
from another team this offseason. And a tweet that certainly made its rounds over the weekend on Twitter uh, from ESPN's Field Yates is the fact that Baltimore is one of just two franchises league-wide that is yet to sign a street-free agent. The other is <laughs> Jacksonville. I mean, it's been, it's been a slow start, to say the very least. Yeah, yeah, and Eric has been mostly, I mean, he's done some signings, but it's been a bunch of his own guys, right? Like Geno Stone, Justice Hill, and then Nick Moore. Those were the most recent ones, and he did add another one of his own guys to this list over the weekend. He, Eric DaCosta signed inside linebacker and core special teamer Indel Sean Phillips, and that was to a one-year deal, according to Jeff Reback. And how about the good old rumor mill this time of year? Is there anybody that uh, Baltimore's been linked to in recent days? Listen, Bobby, I'm trying. I'm tr- I've am i been trying to downplay all the talk about Odell Beckham Jr. I'm not the one who keeps bringing this up, all right? But there are more reports <laughs> about his connections to Baltimore. And uh, we've said, we've said it'd be a smart move for an agent to put the Ravens on a list of teams pursuing their client in an effort to drive up the market given, you know, the Ravens' needs at the position. So, but I'll tell you what, the reports... Of Baltimore pursuing him, they are not going away. So perhaps there is some truth behind it. Um, and some of the teams that were also linked to Odell, that included Dallas, uh, a couple of others, but some of the others, including Dallas, don't really seem to be in the market anymore. Uh, we know that Cal- the Cowboys just traded for wide receiver Brandon Cooks. So, I mean, it's the list is starting to dwindle down and the reports that the Ravens are pursuing him are not going away. Yeah, and then last week we spent some time talking about the Ravens not being in a position to afford OBJ because of those rumors that were out there that basically claimed he wanted $20 million a year. Well, those rumors got back to Odell, and he squashed them over the weekend, Sarah, saying he had no idea where they came from. He was confused as to where they came from. And as long as it's not $4 million a year, essentially, then he could be game for something else. Well, I mean, that's great news, right? I mean, knowing the price tag uh, isn't that high, $20 is a lot, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt the Ravens' chances if they are pursuing him. And perhaps that is why they're actually um, pursuing him because the market is not, you know, going too too high for these wide receivers this, this offseason. And uh, just to break it all down, here is the scores, Jordan Schultz. Yeah, so the teams that, that, I, that I've been told were in on him um, were Dallas, Baltimore and Kansas City, and and potentially the Jets. And so, you know, I for me the Giants just don't. I don't know how they can do it now, given that they just paid Paris, they just paid Slayton. Um, obviously, they paid Daniel. You know, I, I don't see that being realistic financially. I think Kansas City, Baltimore. You know, th- those are teams that make sense. The Ravens would love to add them because, you know, they still haven't they they, they haven't been able to find you know, that top-tier wide receiver that, that Lamar Jackson has, has needed. And I think Bateman could be it. Uh, Duvernay had a really good year, speed guy. Obviously, they have the two really good tight ends. Um, and, and we still don't really know what's going to happen with Lamar. But in terms of Odell, uh, those are the three or four teams. You know, the Jets, um, another fascinating one, because obviously they still have Corey Davis's contract on the books. We'll see if they, they release him. Um, they have a lot of really good talent, you know, Elijah Moore, um, Garrett Wilson, the two running backs. But if you add Odell Beckham to Aaron Rodgers, potentially, I mean, Mike, come on, that's, 
that's like playing. That's that, that, that's unbelievable. Well, yeah, but I mean, is there, is Odell any good anymore? I mean, it's a great name appeal. That's the thing, Jordan. I mean, how good is he? I mean, we haven't seen him. We don't know what he's coming back off a second yeah. ACL. All right, Bobby. You mentioned up top, Lamar Jackson is set to speak publicly for the first time since December 2nd of last year. Uh, I'm very curious, you know, what did you make of his announcement from over the weekend? Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, I'm honestly just trying to wrap my head around the fact that it's coming in the form of an exclusive interview with himself. Uh, I mean, it seems like it's a clear indication that he wants to build his digital brand up a little bit and as a result, we're all going to have to tune into the Lamar Jackson Entertainment YouTube page to watch this thing. So hopefully it happens at some point this week. Yeah, I mean, are you getting a sense, the same sense I'm getting, that maybe Lamar has some stuff to get off his chest? I certainly am. I know we've talked about this offline. Uh, we're in agreement there, but I'm also not sure if we should expect like a traditional announcement. Uh, I'd be, like, I'd be stunned if it were to share extension-related news, but... He did share this clip from the interview as a teaser, though. So here you go. A lot of people like to label you as a running back. People like to knock your ability to throw the ball. But despite being in a run-heavy offense, you actually came into the league in 2018 learning the West Coast offense under Marty Morningway. How did that experience learning the West Coast offense help your overall growth as a quarterback? Uh, you know, I'll just say the biggest thing for me Coming out of college, um, entering the West Coast um, system was terminology. Like, I feel like the passing concepts, they, they was pretty similar to Bob Petrino's passing concepts as well. Um, it was just me going from signals, you know, just calling plays from signals, um, really just saying the protection at the line of scrimmage, not necessarily just calling out a play in the huddle. To, well, and use football, I used to call the plays in the huddle, but, you know, high school, no huddle, you know, just signals, college, same thing, no huddle, signals. Going to lead now, I gotta tell a bunch of grown men the plays, you know, the, the play, the protection, you know, probably a, a proper out, you know, depending on the X, the Z, you know, whatever, however, um, however it may be at the time. Um, it was really the terminology with the uh, West Coast system. It wasn't the concepts or anything to learn, really. It was just me calling out the plays to the guys for real. Yeah, so Sarah, I do wonder why that specific clip was chosen as the one to tease. Like, is this going to be a conversation about football, his future, a little bit of everything? We'll have to wait and see. But I do know this. Lamar Jackson is more than capable of running a pro-style offense. As he mentioned, he ran it under Bobby Petrino at Louisville and had a ton of success. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that was a pro-style drop back from under center, shotgun kind of offense. And you name it, he, he did it in college. And this is why I've been... Oh, hoping and pleading for a chance to see Lamar in a non-Greg Roman offense here in Baltimore. That you have, and I'm right there with you. And, and one thing, too, before we jump into quick hits, there was a video circulating Twitter over the weekend of Lamar out enjoying himself at a concert. He was with a fan at one point in a video, and people online thought they heard him say, quote, it's happening in this video, meaning I don't know, he was coming back to Baltimore or something along those lines, but Lamar saw, saw some of that speculation, ended up throwing it up an Instagram story that sort of responded to it the next day, saying that the music was so loud and he didn't hear a dang word that was said. So that's just another day in the life of Lamar. He steps out, tries to enjoy himself, 
and ultimately has to defuse the situation the next day on social media. And before we fly, some other quick news items, beginning with two former Ravens that signed with other teams over the weekend, including former undrafted center-slash-guard Tristan Colon. He signed with the Jets. And then inside linebacker and special teamer Chris Board. He signed with the Patriots. Also, Ravens assistant defensive line coach Jason Brooks got a new job on Mike Tomlin's staff in Pittsburgh as a defensive assistant. So John Harbaugh has a uh, small spot to fill on his staff there. And in other news, the Carolina Panthers, they just signed wide receiver Adam Thielen to a three-year, $25 million deal. That's according to NFL Network's Tom Palacero. Now, that's just $8.3 million per year, which is obviously less than the $11 million per year that went out to the top three wide receivers on the market. So that lets you know where the market currently is as the Ravens try to get somebody under contract. Elsewhere, Geno Stone's contract figures have come in. He got his one-year deal that is worth $1.76 million. And then, of course, this is the new thing this offseason. He also had void years added from 2024 to 2027 if he's on the roster the 23rd day preceding the beginning of the 2024 league year. And I bring that up because it brings me to my final quick hit from Jason over at Over the Cap. He tweeted, quote, Ravens have basically approached all their contracts as if they were the Saints, making sure that they have every possible cent at their disposal in the event someone does pursue Lamar Jackson, close quote. Thanks for listening to The Morning Vault. We created our show to keep you plugged into all things Ravens. If you've been enjoying our content, please consider joining one of our membership platforms at patreon.com forward slash Ravens Vault podcast. As you may know by now, we have been betting on ourselves by creating content independently from any big broadcast station or corporation. And with your membership support, you'll give us a chance to keep churning out daily Ravens content for years to come. And a special shout out to one of our newest patrons, Chris Gagnon. We'd also love to hear from everyone, whether you're a patron or not, with comments, questions, or if you'd be interested in advertising. You can reach us by email via BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com. And that is all the time we've got today. But we will be back on Tuesday with the Ravens news you need to know.